Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, I think the word of the year for the Bush League is patience. Patience will uh, win the league this year. Patience? Uh, how is that spelled? Is that with I-E-N-T-S or I-C-E-N-C-E? Yeah, okay. Just move on. Cause I... <laughs> and I am the Champ, and suddenly it now looks like it's going to be a four-team race. Yeah. And that's 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 what I meant about patience. And, and there's probably and I'm not talking about just winning the league. I'm talking about moving up and and getting into the top half and maybe getting into money. I, I think it's going to be patience. And you're going to talk about it a little later. There's a lot of guys injured. There's a lot of guys in the minor leagues waiting for that June yeah. 10th cutoff. Um, and I, I think uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot of guys come up here pretty soon. Yeah, it's uh, you you know. Um... It, it's going to be really interesting, right? Because the categories, not only is the top four, is it really tight, but the categories within those are, are really tight. And um, I, I guess we've had seasons in the past that we've had, was, was it five or six years ago, we had six teams within six points or something like that at one point, and then it kind of breaks apart. But to your point, um, there's going to be there, there's probably going to be some separation as the, the year moves on. And as we talk about fab picks, we'll talk about the people that are really shrewd in in fab and how that's going to affect their team. Yeah, and I think there's going to be some trades this year too coming over. Well, there, there's going to be guys in the American League traded and guys in the National League traded. I, I, and I, you know, you just never know where they land. But um, yeah, I think uh, the guys holding holding the money, they might run into a, a pitcher or two being sent over so we'll see um so this is this is our we're starting our ninth week and we we're go, we went through the owners and we had a little lag and we have uh rick lake owner of the lakers on this morning who i think might have uh, a, a dangerous team to I, I think it needs to be dealt with uh rick how you doing this morning <laughs> hey hey chief how you doing good uh i didn't mean to jinx you when I said that, but yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. You'll be down with me. Um, but That's right. I, I, I do feel that way. And I, I wanted you, it's been a little while since the draft, but talk about how, how you felt walking out of, uh, walking out of the draft this year. Well, this, this year was a, a complete 180 than normal years. I mean, I, I walked into the draft already spending a considerable amount of money, but I mean, knowing the members in our league, and uh, I felt like I had to grab the players I wanted uh, up front. So, you know, grabbing Arnado and Goldschmidt and spending money for Wheeler, um, I just felt like I had to do it rather than getting to, a, a you know, the, the war games in the draft room of trying to come, come away with quality players. And uh, seeing how some of the prices of players that went, you know, I think I made the right decision. You know, grabbing Goldschmidt for two fifty and Arnado for three bucks and Wheeler for two fifty. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that's going to pan out down the stretch to have like three workhorses up front. But that was a different. You know, you had to make decisions as you know the last five years minus you know we had year twenty which was kind of a wash. But the four seasons I've ended up in second place. You know, uh, three out of those four years. And when you're in the battle at the end, you're really making some shrewd decisions, trading away your future, and uh, you know, and that that hurts you the following years when you're you know when you're trying to put a team together in the draft and you've already leveraged everybody away. Um, I mean, last year when Marte and Schwarber and you know all 
my guys and Rizzo got traded to the American League, you know, rather than holding on to them, I had to drop them to fill the positions. Well, you know, here it is a year later, and they're back in the National League, and I probably could have kept those guys at a decent price. And uh, and even making trades, I mean, I had to trade Smith to you, and I think Anderson and some folks, try, you know, guys that I would have retained just to get some players to compete. So, you know, this year's draft was a complete uh, oddity for me, and to sit around for the first hour and watch people battle um, was kind of cool, but you want to you want to be in the mix and, and getting your bids in there. But uh, I had spent way too much money. Yeah, I I I, I think uh, at two fifty Goldschmidt, he's an MVP candidate right now. I mean, he's, he's hitting three fifty two. Not that that matters to anyone anymore. But three, I don't care. Three fifty two is that's hitting at a pretty good clip. He's got forty oh, RBIs, yeah. uh, ten homers. Arnado is 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 performing. Um, you know, Wheeler fixed whatever he his issue was at the beginning of the year. He just needs the bullpen to hold on to his his games. Um, you, you you kept free too for fifty cents, correct? Oh yeah, that yep. was a no brainer yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, that, pitching, right. he's a you know top pitcher for Atlanta, and I I really think that team's going to come on strong here, like they do every year. I mean, just a matter of time before those guys start really hitting the ball and he'll start getting some quality wins yeah and then uh the jack of all trades chris taylor probably underperforming right now but it's still early i'm sure he'll wake up at some point um where do you see like your weaknesses where where, where do you feel like i i feel like you need to improve or do you just need to show some patience and hoping the guys improve well i mean you know i think with pitching, since we had, you know, our, our, our lockout, and I knew pitching was going to be something that would come on uh, later, and I felt like I had guys, like even like, um, you know, Melly in there from Cincinnati. I, mean, I feel bad for the guy because he's on a really bad team, but, I mean, the guy is a power pitcher, and looking at his first, like, five or six matchups, he was going against, like, the Dodgers and St. Louis and Milwaukee, and, you know, when you're going into a game and you're facing Kershaw and you're facing Barnes, it's a low low probability for a win there. And, uh, you know, it was uh, – it's, it's kind of like a wait and see. And um, I, I think the pitching is not going to be a problem for me, you know, with strikeouts. And, and I'm hoping wins start coming along, along the way. And of course, my weakness every year is saves. I don't see value in spending, you know, 2 bucks or 250 for a closer that really – gives you saves and, and you know I mean it probably would help with my with my whip a little bit but I'm willing to sacrifice that for the strikeouts and the wins you know yeah okay and and I, I honestly if you can just get one point out of it which is a pretty good shot you do um out of saves actually yeah I mean if, if Wick woke up for a month you might gain two points right there <laughs> just because of the guys around yeah you. yeah um, and you never know who comes across from the American League, and you never know who goes down with injuries and, and sure. is going to be backing them Absolutely. up. So yeah. you just you have to be shrewd and aggressive when that time comes. Okay, and and uh, as far as Maley goes, I agree with you. I, I think if he ended up on a team like like the Mets, like if Degrom doesn't come back and the Mets make a move for him, oh, it's a yeah. it's a totally different pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Just in, yeah. in your mindset. Um, I think he's a I think he's a great number two or number three, and I, he always had uh, Castillo in front of him. And you know, when you go in those matchups and you're the number two or number three pitcher, I think that takes the pressure off, and, yeah, and you can potentially right. win some games. Yeah, uh, I yeah, definitely that's true. And he he does get strikeouts when he's pitching well, so that that does absolutely. Help. 
Um, Jamie, what, what, what do you got? Hey, Rick. Uh, it's a great week to be on, huh? Last week you're in uh, fifth place. This week you're uh, a point out of uh, a point out of first, ready to hop into the top spot. Uh, well, you so guys are really jinxing me right here, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're we're, we're trying. I'm trying at least. You know, I, I'm gonna I want to do that. A um, couple things when I look at your team. One, one of the things that we didn't talk about in your pitching side is the performance of Joe Musgrove mm. this year. Um, talk to me about about what you think of, of him and, and, you know, um, his performance thus far. Well, you know, if you look at his numbers last year, I mean, the guy had, I think, 32 starts. He almost threw 200 innings. He had over 200 strikeouts. And on a team where he can be the number two or number three, like I said, I mean, he's, you know, he, he goes in those matchups against, you know, when he's facing the Phillies against a Zach Eflin or, one of the, you know, he has a high probability to get to, to get wins, and he's always kept his, I mean, his ERA and WHIP have always been respectable, and he gets strikeouts. So, I don't think it's anything, um, you know, outside the box for him. I was, I got him for two fifteen, and, and uh, I thought that was a good number, and uh, I, you know, and the guys on a team in, in the West where that's a great ballpark to pitch in, and uh, he faces teams where, you know, they all have good ballparks to pitch in, so. I was really happy to grab him. I mean, when you're in the draft and you're already had spent a ton of money, you know, I thought he was a great, a great addition. Um, I, I would agree with that. And Chief and I talked about um, Joe Musgrove at the beginning of last year of 2021, and saying, "Hey, this is his kind of year to to prove things." When he was moving over to the Padres, and 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 to your point, Rick, uh, he really has over the last two years. Um, another player that that I, you know, had had started the year really well. He's kind of hit the skids lately. Is Merrill Kelly? Yeah, you know, he was just someone I was really watching in spring training. I mean, for thirty cents, I, I can't complain. If I can get you know seven or eight wins out of him, if he keeps the ERA and whip respectable, I'll be extremely happy for thirty cents. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he and, was a nice roster fill for you know for like I said, pitching in the West and. I mean, hopefully he doesn't face the Dodgers too many times, and uh, he can he can rack up some uh, wins for me. But uh, you know, I like Merrill Kelly, and I watched him all spring training. Uh, you know, as well as uh, Lozardo from Miami, I was watching him in spring training. And man, he was like just mowing people down. Unfortunately, it looks like he's probably going to be out for an extended period of time. But I yeah. mean, I was glad I was able to pick him up because you know, in the draft when I when I got Patrick Corbin, I mean, that's like a huge question mark. And, you know, going into the reserve round, I'm like, man, I've got to grab a couple starters that I can throw in there if that guy doesn't perform. And, of course, he didn't perform. It seems like he's pitching a little bit better lately, but I think his matchups are going to be horrendous this whole season. One of the things with with your team is that you've always been seemingly judicious in fab, waiting for that big player to come over at at the All-Star break. And I noticed that one of your best Bad pickups thus far mm. was a player that was dropped by uh, the last place Bulls, and you picked up um, Tyler Anderson and had an outstanding week last week, two wins and uh, in two starts. Um, what was your thoughts there? Well, I mean, like I said, he, uh, if he's if he's moving into the starting rotation for the Dodgers, he's he's worth consideration. Sure, and uh, you know, I mean, the guys already got me six wins and. I mean, if I can roll out of there with 10 wins with Tyler Anderson, I mean, that's that's a jackpot. And um, who knows what that Dodgers rotation, we see Bowers gone, and who knows what's going to happen with Kershaw. And 
and maybe he, he turns out to be the next Urias. You know, he'll get he'll have 20 wins and be like a be, eighth, <laughs> be, be in eighth place for the Cy Young Award. <laughs> yeah, in eighth place. That's right. And you brought that up last year. All right, oh, I, yeah. I have I, I have two other questions for, for you. Um, and these were brought up by people that found out, uh, owners that um, found you were going to be on the podcast this week. So you ready? Okay, okay here, are the two, here are the two questions. Um, on the Bush League website, there's a picture of you on there. Um, what is that all about? Oh, gosh. That, you should have given me a layup there before this. I, I don't know. Right, that's, that, that, that's okay. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna jump back to that and see. I'm going to ask each owner if they know what that picture represents. And the second question was, I, uh, somebody had asked me, um, was that, hey, if you win the Bush League this year, are you going on the Bush League trip next year? Yes. Okay. And any ideas where? This is to jinx you again. No, I, you know what? The, the, the thing was, you know, since I still work for a living and, I, you know, I can't cut my grass on a Wednesday like, <laughs> like some people on this call, it would have to be somewhere reasonable. I mean. Gotcha. You know, somewhere that's reasonably uh, that that we can reach and, and that people can drive to. So I would say it's going to be. I mean, because for me, it's it's fun to go see the ballpark, but I think it's it's funner to have everybody there uh, participating. You know, I mean, one of my favorite trips is going down to Washington and watch Roger do his little Babe Ruth imitation, and you know, after the game, <laughs> you know, with the nineteen nineteen thirties television home run waving a hat, you know. So I think that's the best part of the trip so I can when everybody's there we can have a really good time. Hey, hey you know what, Rick, since you and I won't be there this year, we'll have to have somebody video that and we'll put that up on the website. Yeah. Hey listen, I I appreciate you uh coming back on. Uh Chief, did you have anything uh for the Lakers? No, that's it. I and again man, I hope I didn't jinx you, but I, I think you and the Ducks are gonna make some noise here on the back stretch. Well, you know, and, and going back to my biggest disappointment so far and then being a Phillies fan, I thought JT was going to have a massive year with <laughs> yeah. all that support mm. around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, man, it's just – it's it's troubling to watch that team um, with the errors and the strikeouts and the – you know, the, you know they, they, they survive. They're trying to live off of home runs. And I think JT's caught in a, a bad situation there with the guys striking out like crazy around them. So – that's my biggest disappointment, spending two do- over $2 for a catcher and not getting really anything out of them. Hey, yeah. hey Rick, are, are, are the Phillies done? Do they have any chance to, to, to beat the Mets this year, or are they just playing for a no. wild card spot? They're, they're, absolute, they're absolutely done. I mean, you know, it, they're, 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 there's no chance for that team. There's no chance. I mean, they're, they're, they have, have nobody in the bullpen to close the game out. Like, you're, you're, we're used to watching Papelbon and – you know, you know, uh, Tug McGraws and and the guys that can close the doors, Brad Bridges. We have no problem with anybody yeah. like that in five years. I mean, yeah. they get to these games at the end, they just can't close the door. They have no one to come in and shut the door. And I'm, you know, spend spend twenty million dollars and bring a top closer in there, and you'll you can add ten wins to your to your team, and that puts you in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Well said. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good holiday. And uh, remember remember all the fallen veterans out there. You know what I'm saying? Copy that. Well said, Rick. Well said. All right, buddy. All right. Have a good Take one. Take care. Yeah, okay, Jamie. So I, I'm glad you brought up Tyler Anderson because he, he he's going to get Cy Young votes as well, and he's a fab pick. He's a two-time yeah. fab pick. Or was he? Well, he, he, he was dra- he's he a drop-in fab. Yeah, he's a drop-in fab. Rick yeah. picked him up. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's funny. Uh, and he's right. You know, you're a starting pitcher for the Dodgers. You're going to get some wins just because. 
Well, when we get to, when we get to my uh, fab this week, that's exactly what my thinking was. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So let, let's let's do the transactions. Um, okay. We had a pretty light night. Six players, five owners. Um, we'll start with the stat man, Trevor Williams. I think this is not for the stat man necessarily, but this might be his second time around in the transaction, starting pitcher for the Mets. Um, so he, he's going to pitch this week. And then that was it for the stat men. Uh, Bulls pick up Art Warren, which I think is – he might have been dropped as well. Uh, yeah, Hawks point. dropped him the week before. Yeah. Um, he drops Cole Sulcer. That's all the Bulls got. I picked up Kyle Finnegan. Uh, dropped Cody Poteet, who is on the IL. Talk uh, about Finnegan for a second. What do you like about him? I, he, he, his numbers, like percentage numbers, are pretty decent relative to um, other relievers. And uh, he might run into a couple saves or win. You know, it's just to keep my, my whip and ERA down a little bit. But, okay. yeah, he might run into some a win or a save. Um, you pick up Mitch White. For the Dodgers, yeah, four well, bucks. yeah, and as Rick had talked about, um, I'm hoping he gets a couple starts with the Dodgers, and uh, you know, Dodgers had some some injuries, and um, basically, you, you know, you kind of think that uh, you have that Dodger magic. So I'm I'm hoping that he becomes the the, uh, the next Tyler Anderson. Yeah, sure. With I mean, strikeouts, yeah, it's, wor- it's worth a shot. And I forgot, um, I went to the. By the way, I dropped him two weeks ago. Or oh, last week, I forget what week it was. So this is the second call for, uh, for him. Okay, so uh, you dropped Connor Overton. Uh, I went to the Barnstormer game on Saturday night, and I forgot he was on the team last year, or the year before, Connor Overton. He Wait, played in really? Manchester. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. So Yeah, I mean, he had a good start, but, you know, he got injured, just like, you know, we'll be talking about all of the, uh, the injuries. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to uh, have somebody come back, you know, in two months, three months. And Sewerhawks pick up two, Jake McCarthy uh, for the uh, Diamondbacks. Nine bucks on that one. Um, and he drops Jordan Hicks, which who's injured again. And then Sewerhawks spent 30 bucks on Michael Harris, center fielder for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, you know, good for the uh, good, good for the Sewerhawks. I mean, they're they're really looking down the road, right? Um, he, he has pretty much a lock on all of the uh, – the young Diamondback outfielders with McCarthy and oh God, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, blanking on. Uh, let's see, what's his name here? Um, Alex Thomas, and he has another um, player on on his bench. Um, and then Michael Harris, because I think uh, the merit has been sent down to the minor leagues. Um, Michael Harris might get a little bit of a, a, a run there, and. Um, I'm concerned because of Adam Duvall just hasn't performed at all. Um, I think Duvall has like two home runs this year. Yeah, he, he he's he's not even putting a bat on the ball. Like it's yeah. not even bad yeah. luck. Yeah, he's just not. Fifty nine you know. strikeouts and one hundred and sixty yeah. uh, at bats. That's bad. That's not going to get it done. No. So uh, yeah, a, a good pick by the Sewerhawks looking down the road at Michael Harrison. You know, it may pan out, it may not, but. Um, I'm sure the Sewerhawks Sur- feel at, at this point because their, their offense has been lackluster this year. It's it's probably worth a shot. Yeah, so the Sewerhawks have $24 left because they, they, they spent some money in the past 
past couple weeks. Um, yeah, well, there's you know you, you you can't take it home with you, so yeah, you might no, as well spend it. it. Yeah, it looks like the dudes and the ducks and the Lakers are the top three. Yeah, ninety four, eighty five, and seventy seven. So we'll, and think about that from from my position there. You know, those are the top three of the top four teams, and then there's me down in, in the mid forty. So I don't have a whole lot of room to, uh, to to do much in Fab. And I thought I was sitting pretty earlier this week because of. I was going to be getting a lot of at bats from players that were on my reserve that I could fill in, but uh, it's it's been tight. Yeah, um, and we probably have another two months before we start seeing real trade movement. There's been some small trades, um, guys who are getting DFA'd, and then you know they throw. I think the uh, the Phillies, no, the Pirates picked up someone from Cleveland, who Korean player. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they got Josh Van Eden playing first base. They, they, I think they got five guys on the IL. Um, maybe six, including their, their catcher, who's pretty much out for the year. So, um, anyway. All right, so, yeah, light week. And that's this. Th- these numbers are probably going to be for the next couple weeks through June. Um, and I suspect – and we'll, we'll get to that injury minor league uh, count, at, you know, at the end of this. Uh, standings review for the – uh, week eight, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'll start at the bottom. Uh, for the week, Bulls had uh, 13 offensive points, nine pitching points, and that's with Nolan Gorman tearing the cover off the ball. Are well, of, it, did he, he have him? He had him I, I texted him. Uh, he had him sitting on his bench, didn't oh, he? Did he really? Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not much production there. Dudes had a dudes had a bad week. It's 25 and. And twenty three were for forty eight and a half. Um, yeah, he he struggled a little bit this week. And you you had mentioned about Victor Robles being on his bench as well. Yeah, I, I felt bad for, uh, for for Josh. I had texted him and said <laughs> Victor Robles uh, six RBIs on Saturday, and he had him on the bench too. Yeah, is that what he had six that night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roosters forty nine and a half. That's pretty. I think that's actually where I'm at overall. Uh, Freddie Peralta's out for a couple months. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna just start dropping his strikeouts. I don't know if I can hang in wins without without Peralta, and maybe that's why he was pitching bad because he was actually injured. Um, respectable in the in the uh, offense. I just I don't score any runs, and I had a bad OPS OPS week. Uh, and then you and the Ducks were tied for sixth. Well, which five and six, right? Both had fifty three and a half. Yeah. It's funny is that you had 36 and a half points offensively. It's really good and 17 pitching points. What happened there? Um, uh, regression. Um, I, I kind of had a prelude to this in previous podcasts that said, I, I thought my pitching was doing better than expected. And, uh, yeah, uh, karma caught up with me and, uh, had some really, really bad outings. And, and in fact, this week, well, Tell me if this is a good move. Uh, Trevor Rogers, who hasn't pitched all that well, is going to be in um, Colorado this week. Would you start him? Yes or no? Um, yeah, I'd start him. I think he's a good pitcher. He's just working out the kinks. I'd start. All right. Well, I I, I might change it after this podcast, but right now I, I have him sitting on my bench for I don't know who. It's it's just been bad pitching. Pitching is going to be tough for me. I need okay. So here it is. Here here's the key. To the remainder of the season, I need 
uh, Tyler McGill to come back and start pitching like he was pitching early in the year when he comes back from injury, and Jack Flaherty. And if that happens, I'll, I'll be okay. Yeah, you had a tough tough night last night with the Mets because your pitcher was pitching well, and then the Phillies did a really good job offensively, just kind of chip, hanging in there, hanging in there, taking the lead. And, of course, they blew it at the end. But offensively, they did their job last night. Uh, and then, again, the, the Ducks at 16.5 offensive points, but 37 pitching points. Um, yeah, the Ducks, Ducks can have those weeks where he doesn't perform offensively. Um, I, I think yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll talk about him yeah. in the, uh, the next segment. Okay. All right, then you got the top half. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Wait, oh. Wait a second. Wait a second. You're talking top half. I didn't do it that way. I looked at overall top half. Oh, I'm when sorry. When I say, uh, yeah, uh, with, I with the teams had done. Period. So right, I, it was for the week, but for the top half. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, so actually, the Bearcats um, are, are, are now in fifth place. And um, or the Bearcats in fifth place? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things I noticed is that his offensive um, performance started to come around, 44 RBIs this past week. Um, however, uh, Kyle Schwarber, have you watched him much? One for 23 with 10 strikeouts. Is he just struggling? No, that's a norm for him. I, I'm not okay. saying that he'll go through periods where he does that. Yes. All right. Um, Travis Demerit, as we talked about, was sent down. On the pitching side for, for the Bearcats, um, Blake Snell is back, and if he can get some help, um, if he, the Bearcats, can get help from Blake Snell, that would be a nice turnaround. Um, he did pitch over five innings this time, which is a key indicator for, for Snell. Um, who do we have in fourth place here? Is it, I guess it doesn't really matter. Let's assume that it's the Ducks. Um, Pete Alonzo just continues to hit nine RBIs again this past week, and a, 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 a great pitching performance from one of your favorites, right, Sandy Alcantara? Yeah. Fourteen strikeouts. Yeah, um, yeah he's just uh, he's just chugging along. So it, it, it's tough as we'll talk about. The Ducks have been hit a lot by injury, and and, and if he can weather that, um, he'll be in, in in you know pretty good position. Uh, the dudes, um, Francisco Lindor, ten runs, two homers, fourteen RBIs this past week. Um, Really nice performance there. And Marcus Stroman had uh, 10 strikeouts and a win in two starts. But the problem with the dudes is that, to your point, his pitching, Kimbrell, Freeland, Bumgarner, uh, Ranger Suarez, all got hit hard last week. And uh, uh, I know all about that. So as you had talked about in previous podcasts, you know, he'll need to address that pitching as kind of I will too. Uh, I'm looking to do it with players coming back. Not sure how the dudes are are looking to uh, to update their and, and revise their, their their pitching, and then um, Lakers. We you know you've talked about Paul Goldschmidt being an MVP player. I think he's up to 35, 36 consecutive games on base um, and a twenty game hitting streak. He's he's performing really well, and Kyle Farmer who I didn't even think was going to, at, at, before spring training, was even going to be the starting shortstop for the Reds. Three homers, eight RBIs last week. We talked about, I had 27 RBIs. RBI, excuse me, not RBIs. Um, 27 RBI in one night and didn't win the RBI category. It was yeah. by the Lakers. They had 52 last week. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. He so um with with uh, that Goldschmidt thing. Yeah. He he's I haven't seen him a lot. Um, but he, he, he it's almost like he had a resurgence of of his approach to the plate. I don't I don't I don't know. It just maybe just feels good. He's seeing the ball. I I, I don't know. But it it almost looks like he's back to where he was like four years ago. Um, the last half, uh, okay, so I would agree with you. Um, the last half of last year, he he hit really well, and he just kind of picked that back up again. He started out slowly the first week or two, but since then he's been hitting everything, and he's been hitting it hard. And, you know, what? one of the things I, I never really noticed, um, because I didn't watch him a lot when he was with Arizona, he is a really good defensive first baseman. My goodness, when you went from um, – um, I'm trying to think of his first name. Martinez, that was their first base, yeah. and a converted outfielder. Yeah, yeah. Goldschmidt at first base. Man, he saves he saves the team a lot of runs. He's just really good. Yeah, uh, I I I don't know why anybody throws him a straight fastball. Like I I can't believe <laughs> you you, you got to throw cutters to the guy to hopefully he doesn't hit his barrel when he makes contact because he's going to make contact. He don't strike out a lot. But you know what I mean. You you need it to move just a little bit to get it off the barrel. But if you're throwing a fastball, and he and he's hitting well, he's going to smoke that thing. So one of the things he did this year, and I don't know how much it impacts him, but have you seen these new counterweight bats? I don't know much about them. Hmm. Have you seen them? No. Okay. Essentially, the knob on the end, I guess, is weighted a little bit heavier to counter the weight at the end of the opposite. Uh, side of the bat and right, yeah. I don't know if it helps with your swing I don't know much about the mechanics of it but I know he and a, a number of players this year have started to uh use those bats I don't know I don't know if it's helped or not but it seems to anecdotally yeah if you're good <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't yeah I guess that has a lot to do with it right yeah if you're really good it make it just a little bit that much better yeah okay um, and getting back to Schwarber, he's hitting 181. Um, so I, I, I think he's probably been as high as 210. So, yeah. I, 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 this guy's another guy that I think is a fantasy player. I, I don't know what he does. He reminds me of like Pat Burrell. Like he, mm, he'll okay. go through periods where he stalls the lineup. Like if you remember back in 08, you know, Phillies win the World Series, but. Burl would stall that lineup. They got rid of Burl and brought in Roel Banez, and their offense, when it was rolling, Banez didn't stall the lineup. He would put the ball in play at some point. So, uh, I, the Schwarber reminds me of him. He, he, he can stall that lineup a little bit. And I, I think he's a fantasy player. That's what he is. I, I, I don't, I don't know the value of this guy other than. You know, if he can hit 245 to 250, then he's got some value. But hitting 181. And a, he's got an under a seven OPS. I don't get it. Um, I, I think the value would be is if he can have that hot uh, June like he did last year. Remember, remember yeah, he went on yeah. it was like sixteen home runs in ten games or something yeah. really ridiculous. Um, and they I, traded him. You know, yeah, he, he, he's he's a bit of a defensive liability, but I, I get what you're saying, and I guess you seeing him almost every day now, um, you really see that. Yeah, I would just feel like you need to change your approach. I, that's what I think, especially with two strikes. Change your approach a little. Well, 
Well, does that go back to that whole argument that he had a couple uh, weeks ago where he was, you know, with the runner on second base and he's he's taking the pitch and, you know, yeah. so swinging yeah. and arguing with the umpire? Yeah. Yes, that's, I know. Yeah, obviously you swing at shit because you got 63 strikeouts. So, <laughs> like, don't blame that guy. <laughs> right. All right. I, I, I don't want to spend a time talking about him. Um, and then you, you did a injury minor league count. For the league? Yes. So, so I guess one of the things that I was really wondering is, does it seem that we just have a lot of players? You know, I looked at my team and I said, man, do I have a lot of players injured and, in, you know, or in the minor leagues? So I started to do accounts. And I, I, what I've counted based upon today, these are players that are officially either listed as on the IL, in the minors, or what, what, what CBS calls unaffiliated, meaning, meaning that an owner drafted an American League player. Okay. But the total total number of that is, what would you venture a guess of the total players in our pool? Uh, 40. Four times 10. Okay. 78. Holy smokes. And, and my friend, you are leading. Yeah. You have seven players on the I.L. and four um, in the minors. Yeah. So how do you how do you combat that? What do you what do you do? Well, yeah. So the the over the next seven to ten days, I could have all four of these uh, offensive players off the IL. That okay. Would, that would be a big lift for me. And I'm talking about Gregorius, Lamont, Wade, Austin Slater, and Maniac's in the minor leagues, and he's hitting the ball really well, so he's ready to come up. I just don't know whether I should bring him up this week or not. And I think he's going to get some play because, you know, they're not sure what to do with Herrera, you know, that center field. Maniac, I think Maniac would have been the starter if he didn't get hit in the hand on the last spring training game. Um, okay. So he's going to get some play. Gregorius, I, I, they keep pushing this guy off. And Lamont Wade, I, I, I'm concerned this guy, man, he, he just might be injured all year. I think he's going to yeah. spend more time on the IL than he will on the field. Um, yeah, so I, I think in the, by June 15th, I, I think, I think all, well, I got three guys in the minor leagues offensively and four guys that are major league ready on the IL. I think by June 15th, I'm going to have six of those players active. Okay. All right. So you had the most, um, between those two, uh, IL and minor slash unaffiliated, you had 11 and then the next most was, was me. With with nine, uh, ran into a bad streak. I think I had three players this week. Um, Colin Moran got sent to the minors, and then uh, Wade Miley, who had uh, a really good start, and the Max Muncy just went to the IL this week. So, um, you know, all of the uh, I, I guess it helped that I thought I had a fully stocked reserve teams, so I can fill in without taking any zeros. And like you, um, I should have a number of players coming back by the end of the week, although I, I, I didn't bank on that. I didn't put them in people like Tyler O'Neill. I didn't put them in my lineup this week because you, you never know when they're going to come back. And when you get these injury reports, you don't know if they're going to go out on a rehab assignment. Yeah, and yeah. I usually just don't take the chance. Is that how you deal with it? Yeah, it's like Gregorius. I'm sure he's going to – play a th you know two games in the minor leagues before he comes back he, cuz he's been out for over 15 days 
I, I, you know, I think at any, any, any time out, you know, 15 days, that, that's going to be, you know, at least get him in some games. Like your guy, Dylan Carlson, if he comes back on the fifth with a hamstring injury, do you think they're probably going to play him in the minors for at least a game? Yeah, and, you know, the problem with hamstring injuries is that I, I had counted on Carlson to have, like, 10 steals, and I don't think he's still on the base this, this year. So, you know, it makes me worry, um, although maybe he comes back like Acuna, right, and comes back yeah. and, you know, people are worried about him stealing, and his first game back, he steals a base. So yeah. you never know. Carlson's got one. Um, he's got one? Yeah. Okay, all right. And, you know, you and I, um, you, you with 11 players, me with nine players, are actually two and three. The, the, the team that actually leads with the most um, players sidelined are the Ducks. Yeah. They have six on the IL and six in the minors. And, you know, I, I looked at his roster, and I couldn't understand each day when I was looking at the stats, like, man, he's taking a lot of zeros. And I guess the fact of it is is that he doesn't have anybody, you know, when you have 12 people that are sidelined, what are you going to do? Yeah, he's got a Renfro, India, and India's like Gregorius. It keeps pushing it back, pushing back, pushing back. Yeah, yeah, he's another one. He's got Haney scheduled to compact mid June. Uh, looks like Clevenger's. He's out for the week. Yeah, he's another one that could have some some guys um, pop healthy in the middle of the month. But yeah, yeah, he's he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, and then running through real quick, I'll just give the totals. And if you can, if you want to uh, talk about any of these, you can. Bearcats had a total of seven. Um, Rebs had a total of six. Dudes seven. Lakers seven. Hawks eight. Uh, and Statman seven. The team with the lowest players, what we'll call sideline, believe it or not, is uh, are the Bulls with four. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So that seems to be counterintuitive, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> does that mean does that mean that the the Bulls just haven't managed their roster really well? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying anything bad. I know. How do you like the Bulls? way I put words yeah, in your mouth there? I know. Uh, no, I, I'm not. Get, I'm not getting those monkey points. You're getting them. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's it, it, just got guys that aren't playing well. I mean, I, that's that's what that is. He's just got guys you know, just don't play well. One of the things I should look at if I had time or the initiative to do that is see how many points um, are on the reserves for, for, for teams. You know, I, I look at the uh, the Bulls um, right now on the reserve team, um, people that are playing, Cronenworth, Dominic Smith. Uh, I guess those are really the only two at, at this point. Um, I think he just brought Gorman up. Um, and then uh, I think uh, – Speaking of players that he had up last week, that Austin Gomber, he got he got Gombered last week. I think he went one and a third and eight runs. So, you know what? It's just one of those years where every move you make is just seems like the wrong one, no matter what you do. Yeah, I think Castellanos got beat up too. Yeah. So, um, seventy-eight players. That's 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 a lot. That's you know, uh, averaging almost eight per per team. So, I don't know if that gets better over the year. I don't know if it's, it's if it's because of the short spring training that people are are just uh, out, um, most of these I don't know if if they're COVID related or not. It just just seems to be a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, I can tell you mine aren't. They're yeah, they're 
definitely injuries. And yours yours are yeah. all injuries too. And I'm looking at the Absolutely. Bulls. The Bulls are all injuries as well. They're not COVID related. Sometimes they don't even put them on the IL. They'll just yeah, right. You know what I mean? They'll just say, "Hey, he's not playing for the next four days." And, and, and just to let you know, um, I did not include people that are day to day that have the little red cross. Yeah. By their names, and you know, there's there's a host of those also. Yeah. It I, it, it makes roster management just it just makes it really tough. Yeah. No, I I I get that. Um, all right. So uh, moving on. Uh, no no text talk this week. Right? No, everybody's quiet. Maybe they were all on vacation or something. Who knows? Hey, uh, just as a note, I'm I'm on the website and I can't find the picture that you're referring to with Rick. What do you mean? You said it, it, oh, or, or the Bush League website. Yeah, I'm on the website. Okay, so hang on a second here. I am not on the website, so everybody here at home, go to the Bush League website. And you, when you click on that, if you click on the tab that says Owners. Yeah. Doesn't it have a picture by every owner? Hold on. Oh, you're looking there. Okay, hold on. Uh, well, who 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 put those pictures? Oh, I did the website. Okay. So they're asking Rick what that picture meant. They should be asking you. That's okay. I just wanted to know if Rick knew. Oh, do you know? Because yeah, it was there. Yeah, I do. Well, I did it. Well, why did you? That do is. It? That is Rick Sanchez of Rick and Morty. <laughs> okay, I'm not familiar. Do you with ever that. see Rick? Do you ever see Rick and Morty? No. Oh my God, that's hilarious! You got to watch it sometime. Okay. All right. I don't know if I. So I, I, I guess that one kind of fell flat. I, I, you know what? Everybody texts me. Who knows? Who knows? Or who watches Rick and Morty? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Baseball news. The Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson incident. Donaldson uh, says a, a racially could be construed racially, which I, I think it was uh, to Tim Anderson, and Donaldson gets suspended for a game. Any thoughts? I so, uh, take me through what what happened because I'm not really sure if I understand um, what was said. I think it was a year ago. Tim Anderson was quoted. And I don't want to take it out of context. You, you know, go look okay. it up yourself. But he referred to him as this generation's Jackie Robinson. And I think it might have been the how it was linked was the lack of African-American players in baseball as opposed to okay. white and, and Latino. Okay. Uh, Donaldson, Donaldson said to him during the game, I guess Anderson was at third base, and he said, like, what's up, Jackie? Right. And Donaldson says he said it to him before. I guess Anderson said something like, you know, I don't, I, you, we don't know each other that well to be saying that. Um, okay. I, I, I think it was an inappropriate comment and he should have been, he, he should have been suspended. Uh, um, I, I think it's, you're right. It, it's all about the context and how well do you know each other, right? Do you say a comment like that to somebody you don't know and, um, First, you know, somebody you know really well. You know, you and I can make comments um, to each other, not not along these lines, but along, you know, maybe how our team performances and, you know, can be taken one way versus somebody you don't you don't really know. And uh, and I don't know that I, I, I've heard on other podcasts, um, other reports that Donaldson is, is, is not 
he, he creates trouble in, in the clubhouse. Let's put it that way. He, he's not the most sensitive person. Yeah, and I, I think he should have been dealt with. And I think it should have been yeah. stronger than one game. That's that's my thought. Yeah. I, okay. I, there, there's no reason to say that if you don't know the guy that well. There's no reason to say it even if you do know the guy that well. I mean, essentially, Agreed. you're making fun of him for saying that. And, and um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he should have been dealt with, and, and I think it should have been a stronger punishment. Um, well, well, he's on the IL now, so, you know, he's, he's doing his time. Yeah, I think Anderson is, too. He, oh. he pulled up yesterday, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking about punishment, Tommy Pham suspended three games for an altercation with Jock Peterson over fantasy football. Did you see this video? Uh, all I saw, this this happened before the game started, correct? Correct. And all I saw was players running out to the outfield or something like that. I didn't see exactly what happened. But, you know, we talk about justified. Um, of course you're allowed to slap people over comments uh, in fantasy sports. <laughs> either, either that or drag them through the mud. <laughs> uh, I love you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah. Yeah. Or drag him through the mud. I wonder if... So, so... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Keep going, keep going. Or, or can't you? <laughs> I can't. I, 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 all of you know the story, uh, and that was, you know... Well, we don't have to tell that story. No. We can talk about famine and, and Jack yeah. Peterson. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I'm not laughing at that. Like, I, that doesn't bother me. I, I'm laughing at when he got parked in. <laughs> How long would I have been suspended for? Although that was—I didn't instigate that, by the way. Well, that was you and Bill. N- no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. How could I? Anybody instigate? that remembers that, text us. <laughs> You're blaming your bad behavior on someone else. Come on. Uh, I, I'm just—I'm just factually recounting the story. That's all. Well, as far as suspension, you were the commissioner of the league at that time. I don't think you would have suspended yourself, would you? Uh, no, I gave myself a raise. <laughs> oh, brother. I missed that. Uh, <laughs> I wish so, that wait, was on wait, video. Let's just go back for a second. Yeah. So this incident between Sam and Jack Peterson, it was about fantasy football, yeah, right? And it, some sort of illegal roster move that he made? A waiver wire incident. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure theirs is a little more, their entry fee is a little more than $70. So, um, but I just think it's funny that, and Case and I were talking about like fantasy football ended like in December. This is May. Like, are you still carrying this? Well, yeah. You know, uh, Tommy Pham, you know, the good thing and bad thing about him is that he plays with a chip on his shoulder. And he, I think he carries a lot of baggage. Uh, around so and to your point that might be the reason why he's moved around what this is his fourth team in in four or five years and yeah there, there might be some issues there who who knows um although this is this is a uh, a thinly veiled warning uh to the rebs right that if 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 he says anything to uh, uh if he makes any illegal moves that type of thing in the bush league that the hawks could suspend their tuition payments <laughs> Or, or maybe there's a, or he has to take a slap in the face. He he can just he can decide. <laughs> <laughs> pay your tuition, or can I just crack you once? 
Yeah. You know, the only way this slap in the face could have been any better is if Will Smith for the Dodgers did it um, about the pearls that uh, Jock Peterson was wearing during the World Series or something. Who f- knows? It's bizarre. And the funny thing is that Pham is probably maybe a little taller than we are. I'm, I'm looking. Well, it says he's six one. Is Tommy Pham six one? I saw that video. Jock Peterson must be huge because he, he looked like he was a lot smaller. And uh, I didn't realize Pham was six one. They said they're both six one. Hmm. All right, it looked like he he was smaller than him. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was interesting. And our our friend Carlos Martinez got dealt an eighty game suspension for PED use. Um, I know that may be the end of our man Carlos. What 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 a fall for somebody that you know three years ago was just had such a, a promising career was was fun to watch. Um, you know, uh, it's I, I think the next time you see him will be in Lancaster at the Barnstormers game. Yeah, that could be, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he had 15, he made the All-Star team. He was 14-7. He was 23 years old. The next year is 16-9. and nine. following year is 12-11. and 11. Um, And then he started getting injured a little bit. He was 8-6, and 4-2, and two, and just kind of dropped off. That's a shame. Yeah. All right. It is a shame. Yeah, because he, he was fun to watch. All right. Yeah, happy trails. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then what, what's your, like, ad hoc trivia I have a question? question. Yeah. I have a question for you because I saw an article in The Athletic, um, and it talked about it counted the number of baseballs that were used in the game. And I wanted you to guess, based upon what Major League Baseball says, how many baseballs do you think are used in the game? Well, there's probably 250 pitches thrown, 125 each on each At side. Least, yeah. So I'm going to guess 200. Okay. Uh, the answer, base, baseball says that on average, eight to ten dozen are used. So between 96 and 120. Bullshit. And in the article that I kind of skimmed over, um, in The Athletic, they went through every, every pitch. Um, or every time a baseball was used, and they came up with 115 in the game okay. that they were uh, they were looking at. But we, we had talked about this before in past podcasts. Um, basically, when the ball hits the ground, they're throwing it out each yeah. time, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, they don't even keep. Yeah. Yep. Or if it, I mean, you figure all the foul balls. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I'm surprised exactly. it's only 115. Uh, I guess they probably throw at least. Yeah, they must throw at least four balls. Before the pitcher throws yeah. three, three, so four, at, at one hundred and twenty, it's like every other pitch uh, in your yeah. calculation of two hundred and fifty pitches yeah. a game or something like that, which is probably a little bit, probably a little bit more than that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good guess by you. All right, that's interesting. Um, all right, we do have a, twi- a beer. Do you have anything with beer this week? I do. We do have a twib note brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. I had a Alpha Gator. From Abita Brewing Company in Louisiana. Have you ever had it? Ooh. Um, I haven't had the Alpha Gator, but I think one of their flagship beers um, at Abita is Purple Haze. Oh, is that is that Abita? Okay, I've seen Purple yeah. Haze. I've yeah, seen it in uh, Whole Foods. Yeah, okay. So um, this was an Imperial IPA. Uh, Ooh, nice. Yeah, it was It was. It was nice. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I had... One of them uh, at Quips, our my favorite, our favorite happy hour on Monday. Um, 
Wait, where where is Quips? Is that in Lancaster? It is. It's it's at it's an English pub. Uh, most of the beers are from Europe. Most, and then really? they have yeah. Then they have scattered. Um, yeah, my favorite there is called Union Jack. Love it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Union Jack. Yeah. And then uh, look that. I'm, if look I'm that in the up. mood, I'll have a Skull Splitter. It's a Scottish ale. It's like red. Oh, you like red ales? Uh, occasionally, yeah. Okay. But the ABV oh. is eight and a half percent. You only have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I thought I've had Union Jack before. Just jumping back to that. That's okay. that's actually by Firestone Walker. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I got confused because Union Jack, and then you said European beers. I'm like, wait a second. I think this is this is brewed in America. It is. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. So the Alpha Gator. You tried to throw me off the trail. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do That's that. That's right. Yeah, no reason to slap me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fantasy football, man. Just relax. Oh my. Uh, ABV of that is eight and a half percent, so it's a little high. So you just got to be careful. Beer Advocate had it at. 86, which I thought was a little low. I don't know. I had Rooster Talons at 90 plus. I, I thought it was really good. So that's my note for the week. Good, uh, good, good for you for, for kind of um, continuing. Because um, you, you were in a little bit of a slump um, right after the draft. I was. In terms of yeah. beer. And I, is, is it the weather? Are you, are you getting your game, your beer game back on? What's, what's happening? Well, um, if we we usually go to happy hour on Monday, but we probably ran into a couple of weeks where we had something going on where we couldn't. So, yeah, and that this is where I I get my beer notes at Quips because they have so many different brands that I, I usually That's try. All right. I, I got a couple well, queued up. Um, I sent you that screenshot. Um, I think the Road to Ruin would be my next one. I'll try. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, maybe you can talk to your 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 buddies at Quips, and maybe they can sponsor the show. And and the, the second thing I have about that, are you like the norm of your, your, your favorite spot? Do they, do they they say Raj every time you come into uh, Quips on a no, Monday? No, you know what? It's the same waitresses, and, yeah, they act like they have not seen us before. And I feel like like you ought to know, because we're there at 4 o'clock when it opens. <laughs> Standing there when it opens, right? Yeah. I know. They, they they move the uh, velvet uh, the the red velvet uh, gate and you, you walk in. Yeah, there's there's still red velvet there. It's yeah, it's dark and it looks like a pub. But you know they're closed on Sundays, but they do rent out the um, the backs. You know that they have outside seating with a cover on it. Um, it would actually be a good place to have the hundredth show. Oh yes, you know. Speaking of which, where are we in that? I don't know. Okay. I, I think right. well, about you, that you on Wednesday. That. We can make it up, yeah. and yeah, I, you know, I, I would be, uh, uh, I, I would be open to something like that. That would be great. I get, you know, you gotta let me know in advance because my Mondays are pretty, pretty booked these days. So. Well, I think we would do it on a Sunday. All right, whatever day, yeah. whatever day, I could be there. And, we, well, and we'd have the whole, we, we, we can make like a, like a, have a, have everyone come out. All right. Yeah. Whoever wants to. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. All right, so let me look. The hundredth anniversary, the hundredth show, hundredth podcast show. Yeah, and the, and the, there's a lot of different beers there, and they they got. Uh, we used to go for the chicken wings. Okay. So come as your favorite Bush League owner. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a costume party. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, no podcast 
podcast correction or follow-ups from last week. Uh, what are you walking off with? Uh, actually, two things that I just thought of. Oh. First of all is one of the things that, you know, I don't like to use this as a bitch session, but I'm going to. One of the things that bothers me, is, and I don't know if I've talked about this before, is when people use their fob to lock their doors and that their car doesn't have, um, you know, a quiet little beep. It, 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 it's a loud it's a loud horn, and I, there are some people then in our neighborhood, not, not, not a lot, but now that the windows are open, they might get home later for me. It's after 1030, okay. and they use that damn alarm, and, you know, you hear that loud beep. I'm like, why can't you just lock your door before you get out of the car? Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, and I'm an inside locker. I don't like using Yeah, me my, too. Yeah, but if you well, have, if you have, we're to, considerate. We are considerate, but there's times where I have to get out, and I got stuff in the back, and I may, I might close my front door. I, I can't lock my car from the back door. All right. So I mean, but you do it during the day. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. See that? Number one, I'm not coming home at ten thirty at night. Well, you don't drive <laughs> at night. No, especially if it's raining. Yeah. yeah. But I get what you're right. saying. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it bothers me. And the second thing I'm walking off with is that you realize that, you know, we're going to use a horse racing reference here. We're only at a little bit past three-quarter pole in, a, in this Bush League horse race. And, and I'm already starting to feel drained. And Rick's not helping that with his week this week. And, you know, four teams within, what, three or four points, uh, I'm just going to have to uh, suffer through this excruciating year. And it's it's just going to be. It's just going to be tough for me. I mean, I, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm in the top half because it makes it much better. At least I look at the standings now. Um, but it's 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 not like 2018, if you will, uh, where I could kind of cruise to to victory. And I'm concerned. And it's, it's going to be it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun summer, but it's going to be a long summer. Yeah, we're one third in in it, right? Is that what you said? Uh, the, the three quarter poll. So we're about 28 percent, 29 percent. Okay. All right. What are you walking off with? Uh, I so I need some help. Well, you're looking. You're talking to the wrong person, then. All right. So my my new hobby is uh, I don't know if you've heard of the the it's called Forty Seven. They make uh, like baseball hats, but they're not yes. fitted. But they're great. They're they're comfortable. They're soft. I love these things. So I got one for Christmas. I got that yellow pirate hat, which I love. Okay. So I. I went to Lids this week and I bought a maroon Phillies hat because I couldn't find my my powder blue one, which I liked. So I bought, and then I bought a Tigers one because I thought that's a classic, right? The Tigers emblem yeah. in the hat. The classic. old English D. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and I was I was crossed between getting the orange D or the white D, but I went with the white D. Okay. Right, uh, the home one. So I, yeah. I, I need some help and and. What are some classic hats? Because I'm going to keep buying these things uh, to wear. Are you not, really good for you? Good for you. What does the lid set you back? Thirty bucks? Thirty-five? I think it's not fitted. It's twenty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah, thirty bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you say it's not fitted, it's an adjustable cap. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, well, if I may ask, what, what size head would you have? Uh, I'm, see, there's the problem. So. I'm in between a seven and a seven and a quarter. I probably seven's a little too tight until it breaks in, and a seven and a quarter after it breaks in, maybe a little bit too big. So, um, 
Plus, you you have to wear those things every day to break those in. I hate the way they feel. Yeah, you do. I, 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 <laughs> the forty seven brand is is soft. It's all, it's like it's already broken in. That, that's and, and then, like it, then it shrinks too. It you does. know, you, you yeah. start to wear it, and if you don't wear it for a while, yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, that's why I don't buy the fitted hats, and they're they're okay. just too expensive. Yeah. So anyway, well, I'm, I'm looking if, for some. I teams. mean, if, if you're lo- if you're looking at classic hats, uh, yeah. I, I think for you, one one that would be perfect would be the old Brooklyn Dodgers with the B on it. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah. Because uh, you know, B, B- Bantam Rooster, that type of thing. I think that would be. Okay. I would think that would be a classic. That's 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 the first one that kind of leaps to mind. I, I would think anything. Seventies and earlier would, would be would be the way that I would go. All right. Yeah, the other one I was looking no, none, at was none the, of those new city or whatever no, 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 no. caps that they yeah. have now. Yeah, stay away from no, that. No, I'm talking about like yeah, where the team actually wore it. I, the other thing I was looking at was the old, the lowercase a for the Brave, and it had the feather on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of okay. cool looking too. Back in the Hank Aaron days. Yeah, in that 70s. Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, a, 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 any uh, any thoughts? American League, National League, doesn't matter. I'm kind of indifferent to it now. That when I I don't have hair, I got to go outside. I got to put a hat on. So instead of wearing the same one, I'll mix I'll mix and match. You know what I mean? So and it's kind of a fun hobby. I, yeah, I don't I don't want to bring that up. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> well, it's it's not as yeah. All right, so yeah, we both had respect. All right, so so, so everybody, um, come come join us at Quips at a at a date to be named later for the. 100th uh, anniversary or, or celebration of the 100th podcast to be determined, correct? Yeah, TBD. All right. Very good, Chief. You have a good week, and happy Memorial Day to uh, to everyone. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.